0: Guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates. And that today's June twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. What losing streak? Buckos have now won six of their last nine games, including taking three of four against the Cardinals this weekend. And we're mostly going to be talking about today, Sunday afternoon, Max Kranick's major league debut, and the play by Key Brian Hayes. Let's go, Bucks! What's up, Jake?
1: How we doing, boss?
0: Dude, that game today was great. Yeah. This is the this is like the tale of. I mean, it was just a was it? It wasn't last week, right? No, it wasn't last week. It was the week before that that you just we just felt like, oh, geez, here we go.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We start off the whole thing saying the dog days. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just felt. Are you kidding me? But here we are. Right after the ten-game losing streak, bouncing right back, winning some games, and doing it, scoring runs, and yeah. pitching a little bit.
1: Yeah, our our bats are coming around. You know, some of the ones that so-so are coming through their so-so spots and, and and better opportunity, better situations.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing right now is we. I mean, because I know that I kind of run this into the ground a little bit, but over this nine-game stretch. Six and three, and they've scored five at 5.333333333 runs per game. Mm -hmm. It's the whole idea that if you score more than four or four runs or more a game, you win more games than you lose. Yeah. And it's ringing true right now. (laughs) Again, I know I run into the ground, but that it's right there. Like we continue to say it. They were under four runs. We had a 10-game losing streak. They were under three runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had a 10-game lo- yeah, And then here we are coming back out. But capped off, taking three of four from the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And and the losing Saturday to Wainwright, whatever. And this game today was exciting. Long, exciting.
1: <laughs> I got to watch it, uh, a good bit of it up until the the rain delay. And then I had to, leave the house and go do some other stuff, but five perfect
0: innings for Max Kranich on his major league debut.
1: Yeah. He looked good, man. Efficient.
0: So we talked about him in the, in the prospect update. Uh, I believe he's number 27 of 30, something like that, somewhere around there. And we said, well, he's had ups and downs, but he's only walked four guys. To that point, he started off in double A, was promoted to triple A, and now promoted to the majors. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, jumping up two rows, and I don't know how long he's here, but he sure stepped in.
1: Very nicely. Yeah.
0: So only four walks to that point. obviously didn't walk anybody today because he was perfect. He was very efficient. Ten pitches per inning efficient. Yeah, he finished through his five innings, uh, perfect five innings, with only fifty pitches. I think he only had three balls on one or two guys, so just went at it, and that was which is also just a breath of fresh air. (laughs) I mean, some of our guys (laughs) are like, "No, I like to work it to a three-two every guy," (laughs) (laughs) which obviously not ideal, right? Yeah, three strikeouts just to throw that out there. But the dude's in the zone and he attacks the zone. He trusts his stuff, but he does stay in the zone.
1: And they, and they, they asked him after, you know, the post game about, you know, what, what, what a Joel Handerhand have to say, you know, pitching our minor like pitching coach. And he said, attack the zone with your best stuff. Yeah. He said, so I, that's, that's what I did. He said, you know, calms you down when you get the first strike. Yeah. And he's absolutely, and I've obviously never thrown in a game with more than 150 people there, but <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah, there's <laughs> but it does. a lot of nerd, Even, yeah. you Even
1: know, with, with people there or not people there, I mean, you get strike one, it, it just sets you up for the rest of the day at bat.
0: Yep. Also, interesting the first inning was a long inning. We only scored three runs, but in the top of the first, Max Kranick made his major league debut as a hitter. Not he too many first, to do that.
1: First Pirate since Mahal to do that, right? I think
0: that's what it was. Jeez Louise, man. I know Bob Walk talked about his experience there when they yeah. he gave up a 10-run lead when he had to do that. But, <laughs> yeah, that's that's bizarre. Uh, he actually did say afterwards, too, that that actually did play a part in kind of calming him down. Hmm. Getting out on the field, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Or maybe he just said maybe. I don't really know. I, I forget. But, yeah, it was, uh, was kind of exciting. It wasn't one of those guys that you were like, oh, my gosh, here comes Max right Now, I'm a sucker for the MLB debut in <laughs> general. If somebody's making their debut, like Hunter Owen made his debut, and I was like, dude, I got to watch. Yeah. I didn't know that Hunter Owen had a chance of making a major league debut this year, but I just <laughs> wanted to watch because I feel like that's a day. Anybody mm-hmm. who gets called up to the majors, they've earned something. Right, they've earned a shot there. They've worked hard to get there, and they're obviously good. Right. even if they never pan out to be a good major leaguer, they're obviously good. Right. So with those kind of guys, a day like a day like that, I mean, some of them just make it special. Something special, clicks. you know what I mean? Marte, first pitch. uh the dude for Detroit this year, uh, Akil Badou, first pitch. Mm-hmm. Took it yard. You know what I mean? Like, just guys like that, they have the ability. And Bidou's struggling now. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Marte worked out to be, you know, multi-year all-star, and he's very good. But but right. you know what I mean? Like, it's still, those guys have the potential to do something special. Max Kranich did something special today. Yeah. And it was exciting. And quick. It was like... <laughs> You know, it it wasn't lights out stuff. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it didn't feel mm-hmm. like we had a future ace on our hands. It's not anything like that. But for that one day, go do something special. And Shelton even said, "Dude, he was pitching as long as he had this thing going because he would because of the fact that he's 5 innings 50 pitches." Mhm. If he throws even a little bit less efficient, I mean, you're talking about maybe going to 100 pitches. Yeah keeping something like that going, obviously. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, sure.
0: Which I think has been one of the criticisms of Shelton is you know, whether or not he's taking guys out. But it didn't appear to be that was going to be the case. So the mm-hmm. reason that we say that is there was a rain delay after the fifth inning. And if you've seen a baseball game before that's gone to a rain delay, that starter does not come back into the game.
1: Right.
0: A- and I know Twitter was... We had the, the the birds chirping on Twitter saying if Shelton doesn't send him back out, he should be fired and things like that. Like, dude, I'm telling you right now,
1: no. So the 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 rule of thumb that I've kind of understood at the major league level is if the tarp comes out, the pitcher's out.
0: I mean, so, and I'm sure that, in the, at the MLB level, it's a little bit different, but you're preparing for, uh, for a start mm-hmm. you've already, I mean, before you even throw that first pitch, how many pitches do you think you've thrown? It's,
1: I'm going to say it depends on the pitcher, but I would Makes say sense. average of, I'd say anywhere from 50 to 80 pitches.
0: So, you're already 80 pitches in. So, we understand that when we start that counter of one, like, that's more than one. hmm And so, you know, the idea is that you've been throwing now, before the game started, you've been throwing for a half an hour. At least. At least a half an hour. You've already been throwing. And then you go right into the game. The talk is, when you have a big first inning like that, you say, oh, is this good or bad? Because mm-hmm. you want to score runs, but you're also not throwing. Right. Any long inning, there's a discussion about whether or not that inning is too long for the pitcher. The idea yeah. is to keep throwing.
1: Right. Sometimes, it does long. It doesn't take too long to stiffen up.
0: No. And sometimes... When when your offense is clicking and you're hitting a lot, you see that pitcher go down to the tunnel and start throwing. Mm-hmm. Just keep adding. I mean, I know he's not throwing at a hundred. You know what I mean? So he's not. It's not like you're saying, well, that's not a high leverage. When you say sure. it, he threw eighty pitches, he threw eighty high leverage pitches. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's not like what you're throwing in the bullpen or down in a hallway to stay warm. And that makes sense. I, I'm not saying it is. But all I'm saying say, is, I, when,
1: I would say when you're warming up for a game, you probably throw ten to fifteen max effort, full max effort pitches in the bullpen. Like your okay. last ten to fifteen, you you hump up and you throw them game game speed.
0: I would have expected it to be a little bit more than that, maybe twenty five, but you don't even need no. that. No. So anyway, working up to that point though, you've thrown like like I said, you've thrown for half an hour. Working yeah. up to that point. So, you know, to, to fast forward there. Like you said, it doesn't take long to stiffen up. That would mean that you would require probably another 20 minutes to loosen up before going back out there to max effort. That's really hard to do in the same day Yeah, that you've already done that. You're starting in a negative. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's an injury waiting to
1: happen. It's, just, it's not what they're trained to do. No, it's an injury waiting
0: to happen. Like that's yeah. for most managers and most and, and players are going to say like, dude, you can't make me do that. Mm-hmm. If you're at that level and you know that you've got a whole summer to play ball, mm-hmm. it's different if you're in high school and you got to pitch 12 games a year or even right. college. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's way different. You, you've you got to last. It's, it's out of the question. It's an injury waiting to happen. So Absolutely. if it's any, if it's any more than 30 minutes, they're gone. There's no way they're coming back out because then you can't say, Hey, we're going to start in 20 minutes and then say, okay, let's ramp up a plan. It doesn't work that way, dude. Like you no. can't start over on the day. The point is physically, that's not a good idea. Right. But either way, if you're Max Cranick, I'll take it. Absolutely. Dude, if he goes out there in the sixth inning and gives up a bomb, he still had a great start, but he didn't have the start he had. Right. Because now we have things to say. Like he became the first pitcher since 1893, not 1993, 1893, (laughs) with a perfect start in his major league debut of five or more innings. Now, that's not including perfect game bids that were ended, like uh, Kingham, a yeah. few years ago. He went six perfect, right, and then it and then lost it in the seventh. So that doesn't count in this. This guy finished his outing. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's crazy to say eighteen ninety three. If you yeah. really sit and think about it, well, that makes sense because just like Kingham, most of the time they get left out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They get left out there to see what they got. Sure, and this was just a rain delay type thing. He was going back out there, and chances are he probably doesn't keep the perfect game, and not because of a walk, <laughs> but that's a good lineup. Yeah, that's a good lineup. They would have hit him. I mean, maybe not. I mean, like I said, anything can happen, and those guys know how to get to that next level, and that is it, that that would have been incredible. Yeah, and so uh, obviously we would have rooted for it. Reality says. It still was gonna end up being a wonderful start for him <laughs> <laughs> but maybe right. not perfect, yeah uh yeah so the the story of how they called him up, I thought was fun too that Joel handerhand pulls him aside asking what his thing is for tomorrow hey what what's your plan for tomorrow and uh you know he told him his plan or whatever, and he said <laughs> he said. You think that's going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That's my plan, right? <laughs> he ends up taking him into the manager's office, and they say, hey, on your last start, they found pine tar on the baseballs. And so, obviously, we had the, the discussion about the sticky stuff, and this is a big deal right now. And Kranick's like, dude, that can't be. Like, I don't use that stuff. And even if I was going to it, certainly wouldn't start now. <laughs> And so it was like a thing, and he was like, there's no way that had to be from a different batch that had to be from the bats, that had to be something. And then they were like, well, either way, you're going to skip your next start, and then you're going to go to the big league club. And then it clicked for him like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) Oh, that was pretty cool. I always like to hear how they tell them because they've always got some interesting things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. That's fun. Historic start. Uh, also, in the post game, while we're still on Max Kranick, uh, Shelton did. They they said, you know, hey, is he is he going to get another start in Pittsburgh on the homestand or whatever? And Shelton said, yeah, we haven't decided anything yet. I don't really know where we're at with anything. Uh, but then he said, like in passing, said something like, but I do know we're going to six man, so you know, chances are are good after today that he gets another shot. And I was like, oh, wait, he just kind of snuck in the fact that they're going to a six-man rotation.
1: So I, I heard him saying that. I think it was when I was in the car when they started the, the game back up. I think I heard Joe Block saying it, that they're going to go to a six-man rotation until after the All-Star game. That's what I was
0: wondering. So I didn't, I didn't hear that part of it. Uh, obviously, you were listening on the radio. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But I wondered, they do have 14 games in the next 14 days going into the All-Star break. Yeah. So I could see that being hey, let's run 6 for these 14 games.
1: There's a total of what, 20 in a row? I think is what it was. We had Monday off and then we played the the White Sox yep. for two and then the Cardinals.
0: Yep, for four. So 20 four. in a row. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good call.
1: Yeah. You're going to give somebody I mean, it's not three a bad starts? Call.
0: No, you're going to give somebody three starts and give that one extra day to the the five that are in the rotation right now. Mhm. I think when you got guys, I mean First off, coming off of 2020, we've we've talked about this for you know all year about guys being stretched out for a full season. Yeah, we've already eclipsed last year's total games. So <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like we've blown right by it, and it's not even. So yeah, I think that's probably a good call, and they'll probably go back to five after that. And then I think right now they're in a good place to do that. I typically mm-hmm. would say that's dumb. Just be. I don't know why. I don't really. No, it's I, just
1: it's just.
0: It's another arm that you could you put in the bullpen, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I guess the only reason I would think that was dumb was just because that's the way they did it yesterday. You know what I mean? Like that's a stupid reason to think something's dumb. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's on me. So in this game, in the second inning, Key Brian Hayes made an unbelievable
1: play. Yeah, that dude. I was carrying a plate of food into my living room when he made that play, and I started screaming.
0: No way! <laughs> Keep Brian Hayes! Uh, dude, it, he's going to continue to do stuff like this. If you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't seen the play, just pause, go to YouTube. MLB posted it. I'm pretty sure the Pirates tw- uh, YouTube posted it. It's all over Twitter. MLB and the Pirates and Young Bucks and everyone else has has (laughs) tweeted it we retweeted i think the pirates post about it so you can go to ours i mean it's everywhere and it is uh if if you're a baseball fan and you remember a few years ago when manny machado kind of made his signature play going into foul territory and he kind of flung it though didn't he yeah like a little sidearm key brian was basically falling backwards when he threw his uh, and and he was 160 feet away from first base. Jeez. And I mean, basically, the way they describe it was like Shelton said, I didn't really realize what it was until we until the rain delay, and I went in and seen that he was behind the base coach when he threw it. <laughs> and Bob Walk said on the telecast, that he was closer to Cranek's family than he was fair territory. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one tweet that said, Key Brian Hayes from the darn parking lot. <laughs> There's just, I mean, like, it just felt like it was so far away. So many things have to go right. So they asked Key Brian to break it down. And that is gold because he goes, "He uh, Yachty hit one down the line and I, I threw it to first and got him out. <laughs> That's basically what it sounded like. <laughs> Uh,
1: That's that's basically what it sounded like. I'm going to have to look that clip up.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know what? Here, let's pull it up.
1: Uh, Yeah, just Yachty hit a ball down the line, and uh, I was able to get to it, and then just kind of instinctively just uh, went ahead and made a throw over there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's that line, right, that he says. Yeah. I just kind of threw it over there. I uh, went ahead and
1: made a <laughs> throw over there.
0: Dude, he said later on, he's, he said he thought he threw it a little too high. But then he was like, but, I mean, I guess it was right there. <laughs> he's so calm. Yeah. It's good, but it just instinctively just kind of threw it over there. So, I mean, things have to happen, right? I mean, it's Yachty mm-hmm. Molina. And it was sure. bang, bang. You're not throwing very many guys out. On that play, period. Right. And it I don't care if it's Yachty or Molina or Colin Moran or Jacob. Sto- I mean, you know what I mean? It's still mm-hmm. a great play. The accuracy alone was great. Right. But then to get him out, you know, just, yeah. just a cra- it it's just one of those plays where you see it, and then you don't believe it. <laughs> and then you watch it again. And then you appreciate it a little bit more. And then, it, it, you know, it, t- it took a couple times to see it before you were like, that... Because then it's like, oh, yeah, he got the out. You know what I mean? Yeah. After a couple times. And then later it sinks in like, that was... That was so good. Like, it's kind of a... That's a really bad take by me. But... <laughs> because that's (laughs) but that's the way it felt I was all over the place because you're excited it was the second inning you didn't think about it preserving any perfect game no it was like the second out of the second inning like it Mm -hmm. wasn't even a but then when you get to the fifth this this is where your head goes like oh yeah it was Molina oh it was bang bang I think he's safe no he's actually out how did he make that throw and then it starts to say like that's really special, that's really cool. This is fun. Twitter's blowing up. So the more you see on Twitter, the more you're like, yeah, this is actually. And then when it gets to be like the fourth or fifth inning, you're like, hey, remember that play? Like that. That's now even bigger. Mm-hmm. It's fun that he does that right in front of Nolan Arenado. Yeah, and I'm not saying he does that to like flex in front of Nolan Arenado. But it's fun because Nolan Arenado is the best. Yeah, and and I you know I would always think that it would be extra special to do something like that in front of the best. Maybe to get a hat nod or you know what I mean, like something like that from the best.
1: Right. Nolan yeah.
0: Arenado has been in the league for eight years. He's won eight Gold Gloves. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> so we think Key Bryan can take one of those from him. In in you know. At any time now. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's that good. And Aaron and Auto's special, and he's probably played, made a handful of plays like this. There was a Cardinals beat writer, though, who tweeted that that was the best play at Bush Stadium third base this season. And I think that was the Cardinals beat writer kind of saying, hey, man, I want to let you know how special that play was. Like, we get to see a guy just like you every day. And yeah. so far, that was better than anything he's done, and that's not it. That's not a. That's not a. Uh, a sucker punch to an Arenado or anything. It's no. literally just a hat tip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's respect. I, thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and and Arenado is a little bit. Like, I mean, Arenado makes unbelievable plays too. Oh yeah. And he, they were talking on the broadcast the other day that Key Bryan does make some of those plays. Uh, seem like they're easier than they are, and Arenado doesn't always do that. I think I agree with that. I think Arenado doesn't necessarily make them look easy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away from the fact that Nolan Arenado still barely ever makes errors. And you know what I mean? Like he's still yeah he's still unreal. Manny Machado kind of had that too, uh, or has that. Again, I'm not going to take anything away from him now, but where he does make some really difficult plays look easy. There's a smoothness to it, you know what I mean. And Arenado doesn't quite have the smoothness, even though he's probably. I mean, he's a better third baseman. He's the best,
1: yeah. But he's the bar,
0: yeah. He's the bar. But I do think that like Machado has that about him too, where it's smoother and it does like he'll make a play and you like even the one, even the signature play we're talking about. He like sidearm slung it like it was nothing, mm-hmm. and it was an unbelievable play. But then for him, like he didn't fist bump when he got the out. He didn't, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, look, we we'll just do a quick little break here. Uh, they, I was watching the Dodgers, um, and I'm sorry, yeah, the Dodgers Padres game, and they shifted, and they had moved their right fielder, the Padres did closer to center because Manny Machado this year. In the shift has caught a ball in the warning track in right field. Cause they don't put their second baseman out there. They, they, put they take Machado, Machado out there. yep, take him clear out there. Yeah. And they said they said, well, they can shift over. They've taken more hits away because he can catch a ball on the warning track.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Some guys just have it. Yeah. Uh Key Bryan made a made a play not too long ago where he went back on a ball. Mm -hmm. Into foul territory when they were on the shift, he was basically coming from shortstop, and it was, how did he even get to it? Yeah, Uh, Arenado. On when did he make that play? Saturday, he went back on a ball that I never thought he was going to get. I mean, it was an unbelievable. It was like that, but it was in fair territory, (laughs) but it was just like he 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 what? You know what I mean? And so, it's just it's fun to watch those guys. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand not loving watching guys play defense. Oh, right. that was an out. That wasn't interesting. What? No, I love, <laughs> like, I love that stuff. Defense is great. Key yeah. Brian is really, uh, it seems weird for me to say this because I feel like now that we're doing this, you know, we, we talk about him a lot. But he's becoming a favorite player. You know what I mean? For yeah. sure. hmm And that's something that I typically reserve for guys I've liked for – I mean, he's been here for two years, not even a full year. You know what I mean? And it's
1: yeah. immediate.
0: And that's the same thing that I could say about guys like McCutcheon and even like Marte. When he came, he made an immediate impact. Yeah. Guys like that can, can raise on your, uh, on, your, on your personal favorite meter pretty quickly. And he's, he's got that too.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So speaking of those guys that are good, let's talk about the All-Star game coming up. Let's talk about our guys or guy, I guess, in this point. Well, still guys that hmm. have a chance to be in Denver for the All-Star game. Uh, first and foremost, Adam Frazier, I know you're keeping a real close eye on this, so who are the so what they've done actually, do you want to explain like how they're they're doing like this? They're just trying to figure out the starters
1: yeah, so they're 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 doing phases phase two phase one is complete um basically everybody is able to be voted for you can if you were doing it online, you could write in names if you wanted, but basically everybody who has played enough games is eligible to be voted upon that ended. What was it? S- would have been Saturday, Friday, I think Friday. I think that ended Friday. They took the weekend, came up with the finalists for the starters.
0: This is based off of each position, the top three or yes. outfield top nine. Cause they don't do positions in the outfield.
1: Correct. They just do outfielders. Um,
0: More on that later.
1: So, so yeah, basically, now they have the top three at each position, including the DH. Um, No DH for the National League, which I don't understand.
0: Whoever didn't get the starting job that has the most votes who didn't get a start, I don't know. Guess what, guys? Probably doesn't matter. Let's talk about Adam Frazier. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the three guys at second base? So,
1: Adam Frazier... Ozzie Albies and Gavin Lux are your three finalists for second base.
0: Gavin Lux doesn't stand a chance. No. If you're looking at performance, he doesn't stand a chance. Great player. Great player. Doesn't stand a chance. Right. Ozzie Albies does. I'm partial. I think Adam Frazier should be it. Ozzie Albies does damage. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to argue a little bit. He I mean, is...
1: Frazier's done some damage lately.
0: Yeah, but it's nothing like what Albies does. No. You know what I mean?
1: Not no, not when all not as left handed hitters. Albies, I, I just I feel like he's a much better hitter left handed. I mean, just not saying that, that just
0: saying that he's a switch hitter. Yeah. I mean that's that needs to be pointed out. Right. But he's right there with Frazier. I mean, you know, I mean, like we look at this and we see it um firsthand every day. Yeah. But amongst I mean like Albies has twelve home runs. He has forty six RBIs. Frazier has 28 and four. Albies has more triples. I mean, it's five and then three, so it's not like it's a lot. Um, Frazier has more doubles. We know that, but it's only by one. Mm -hmm. He's, I mean, Albies is doing it. Albies is way behind in hits, but like I said, when you're only one different in doubles, a lot more homers and a lot more triples, I mean, Frazier just has way more singles. Yeah. Albies only has two less walks. I mean, struck out significantly more. And when you look at batting average, it looks like it's not close. You know what I mean? Right. Frazier's sitting at 331 right now. Albies is dead last of the seven qualified players at second base, meaning they've had 3.1 plate appearances per team game. Mm -hmm. Albies is dead last. Man, like there's only seven guys with a 253. But if you look at on base, he moves up one more. But it's that thing. You go to slugging and he's way ahead. Yeah. So OPS, he's third. I mean, he does damage. Yep. So Adam Frazier is second in runs, first in hits, first in doubles, second in triples, tied for second in walks, lowest amount of strikeouts, first in average on base and OPS, third in slugging, by the way. (sighs) I mean, all those numbers, man. You can't be that high in everything and not get it. Right. In my opinion. Now, I said he's second in runs. I mean, it's Jake Cronenworth, but he didn't get to the next level. Matter of fact, you said Lux, he's not even on qualified players. So, yeah. That's the thing that kind of gets me. Gavin Lux is on the qualified players for shortstop, though. So maybe that's because he's listed as a shortstop. So I'm not sure how he got in as a second baseman. <laughs> right. Because he was probably on the ballot as a shortstop. I don't really know, but Lux is hitting 230, 312 on base. You're talking, I mean, those, those guys are over 400 or a close to 400. I mean, 361 slugging. They are over 400 slugging. You know what I mean? Like the Gavin Lux is behind. Right. And that's fine. I, I would think Cronenworth should have been higher.
1: So the MLB.com article by Will Leach has written on his second base, um, breakdown of the National League second baseman. He's saying that Cattell Marte and Jazz Chisholm Jr. would both he would vote for both of them over all three of those guys. That's a weird. That's I mean that's he's saying Frazier is having a career year, but based on trade rumors, may be playing somewhere else by the time the All Star gets here.
0: uh, Yeah, and that's a big thing. I think right now the Pirates need to say we got to keep him till after that. Yeah.
1: You can't. Absolutely. I mean, and I know I it's not will. a big deal,
0: but I think they should. Um, yeah, I mean Jazz Chisholm's played a lot of shortstop too. But I get that. He's he's Listen, played I more. Jazz Chisholm,
1: I thought he was I thought he was a shortstop.
0: Well, he is, <laughs> but he's playing a lot of second right now. Yeah. Um Ketel Marte is is a junk take. I don't like that at all. He's played he's played two games of second base and thirty four in center field. Like that's
1: Okay, that that makes me feel a lot better because I'm like I'm sitting here thinking I thought Catal Marte was a center fielder.
0: He is, but he's only also only played thirty seven games this year. I'm sorry, you can't make the you can't make the All Star team thirty seven games. Right. These guys have played seventy games,
1: which is why we're not sitting here saying Key Brian Hayes. Right. Because he hasn't played the games.
0: So Catal Marte, he's batting three seventy right now. That's awesome. Five fifty, slugging five fifty six. That's fine. Thirty seven games. He has four home runs. That's as many as, you know, Frazier has in the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that that's you might tell me that he's the he's better. That's fine. But he's he's a center fielder. Right. So I just looked up Jazz Chisholm. Thirty five games a second, twenty three at short. So Yeah. But he's a shortstop. He's listed as a second baseman, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just depends on uh, you personnel know, what lineup they've got going out there today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but right now, is, right now with Miguel Rojas playing shortstop for them, he's the guy right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Phase two, this, all this voting starts would be today when, when, the, if, if this is released on Monday. Yeah. So phase two will start at noon on Monday and ends Thursday. So
0: go get your votes out there. Yes. Because the fans pick who's having the best season instead of the stats. Correct. Well, (laughs) incorrect, but
1: that's how they're doing it. Incorrectly correct.
0: There isn't a sport that does it right, is there? There's no. I don't
1: know all of the sports, the way they pick their All-Stars.
0: I mean, I don't know the NHL. I don't either. But NBA... They pick team captains and they pick people.
1: Yep. And their captains pick them.
0: In the NFL, they do a Pro Bowl in between the, whatever. <laughs> and and nobody tries. Yeah. Which is different. Because yeah, it because would be, the- it's football. It's physical. Right. You can't, you know what I mean? I get it. Yep. Nobody wants to get hurt in a Pro Bowl game. I think for football, they just ought to, just say, hey, you're an all-pro. You're an all-pro. You're an all-pro. Yep. That's it. We're not going to play a game. We're just going to give you that. Like, you just deserve go it. Just do all the
1: skill challenges and whatnot but, and get together.
0: I mean, they wouldn't have to do that. Nobody watches that either. Some people do, but that's it. I, you know what I mean? Like, there's no point in having that game. The money. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. It's money. Yep. Anyway, baseball does it right in the middle of the season. And they're trying to make a decision on who gets to – we look at the back of a baseball card and we say, this dude made, we were just talking about this. Who were we talking about? Hank Aaron made 20 All-Star games? <laughs> now, I'm not saying Hank Willie Aaron Mays. didn't deserve it. Willie Mays, 21 All-Star games, something goofy something like that. Like, yeah, I think It's it was like absolutely amazing. 20,
1: 21 and 23 or something. Yeah.
0: And that's fine. They probably deserved it every single year they were there, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, you know, let's not.
1: That's what it was. Hank Aaron had 21 All-Stars, played for 23 years. Yeah. He didn't make it his first or last. Made it every but other every year. year. You're right. Every yeah. year between.
0: I mean, I don't know how they did it back then. But even even with that said, you base now they they play more than half the year. You know what I mean? Like they play more than half the games before you get to the uh before you get to the All Star game. It's a little bit more than half. However it doesn't say who had the best year. It says who had the best first four months of the year, five months, whatever it is. Sure. And that's, that's not right. Like I want to know who had an all-star season, who actually earned it. Yeah. And all we're doing is sitting here saying it's a fan thing. So let's let the fans pick. I get it. I'm a fan. I want to see, but I also, as a fan of, of baseball, all we're doing is saying who has the biggest fan base. That's all we're doing. So we're buffing up New York. We're buffing up LA. We're, bu- you know what I mean? We're buffing up Chicago. Yeah. That's all we're doing. It just doesn't, it doesn't, that, that's not, yeah. That what they need to be doing is they need to be looking at the numbers
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they need to give guys a nod. And then I don't care if you say, hey, here's our all stars. The fans can vote for who starts, but here's the guys you're going to pick from. These are the guys who've earned their way here. The problem is you can't do that in July. You got to let him play all year. And then when the last game of the regular season happens, you've got a much better idea because you can't have a guy go four for four two consecutive games and raise his batting average by 20 points, which could happen at this point. Maybe not quite that much. I don't know the numbers, but I mean, but I look at the, I look at Frazier's batting average every day and it's like, well, that's three points different than it was yesterday. Or Key Brian Hayes, I looked at one of the box scores and like, he's in 265. And then I flipped to the very next box score when he hits, goes two for four, and I was like, oh, he's, no, he's hitting 294. Like, that's a huge difference because he's, (laughs) because he missed so many games. (laughs) Right. And so the further you get into the season, those two for four games mean a lot less. You might go one point up. Right. When you're, when you're 500 at bats deep, you know what I mean? Right. But that's how you know who's an all star. That's how you earn, like, the, you don't get anything for that. If you have a great year and it was from a great August, you get absolutely nothing for that. Right. That's my soapbox moment. I think we have it all wrong. <laughs> and now we will pick, right? Because here we go. Let's go on to the next thing. We talked about Frazier. Go vote. Get Frazier in that game. I, th- I believe he deserves to be in that game. My condition is Ozzie Albies probably deserves to be there too. Right. Because of the damage. I mean, certainly not the average, but we don't look at one thing in baseball. We look at the whole picture and what they do well. Yeah. Albie's does damage. Even though, if I was building a team and I had a dude hitting da- or doing damage, he wouldn't be hitting leadoff for me. Albies hits leadoff. I think it's garbage. But does he hit leadoff all the time? No. They don't even think he does. Does he? I thought he was for a while, but I don't. It doesn't matter. The point is, Frazier hits leadoff. He does what he does. He he bats leadoff the way that you should. He sees a lot of pitches. He gets on base, and he gets a ton of hits. He bats
1: leadoff the way they used to.
0: I, yeah, I hear you. I also not, think I also think it's the right way, but I think it's also the right way.
1: That's all. You know what I mean? I, I just I mean, if you have that guy in your lineup, yes, that's a fair point.
0: If, if you, you don't have that guy, have that yeah, guy. you're right. He does kind of. He doesn't have a ton of speed, and I know a lot of guys that used to value speed in a leadoff guy, mm-hmm. but I think that. So he's a little. He's a little bit of a mix with you know what I mean. The old school and the new school. The old school, you might put a guy there who doesn't get on base a lot, but who has a lot of speed. Yeah. But now we care a lot about seeing a lot. I mean, seeing a lot of pitches was big too. But you know, it's on base still. I I mean, I just think he's he's really mixed the old school and the new school pretty well. Yeah. But anyway, on to the next guy who definitely deserves a spot. In this game, I believe he should be starting. But Brian Reynolds has been even better than what I thought he was going to be. And everybody told me I was crazy. Yeah. I said 15 home runs <laughs> over or under. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, he's already at 13. If he doesn't hit more than 15, <laughs> then we have a colossal <laughs> upset worse than Josh Bell was in 2019. Right. Three, tw- I mean, okay, here we go. Qualified center fielders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second in runs, first in home runs, first in doubles. I'm sorry, first uh, second, let's start over. Cause I'm I'm just I just keep going. <laughs> second in runs, first in hits, first in doubles, first in homers, second in RBIs, second in walks, third lowest strikeouts, first in average on base slugging and OPS, obviously.
1: Yeah. That sounds like a starting center fielder. That's a lot, a lot of firsts
0: and seconds. Yeah. A lot of them. That's among qualified National League center fielders. Once again, 3.1 played appearances per games, team games played. Dude, and they're doing it right now. Frazier's last seven games, slash line, 423, 531, 692. That's ridiculous because he's, he's bopped a couple homers. Right. Reynolds' last seven games, 414, 433, 552. That's average on-base slugging. And those are high numbers. Yes. Those are very high numbers. So this brings me to the next point. He's not even on the list. Nine guys. You couldn't find a place for the guy who's first and second in most offensive categories. Or statistic, whatever you call them. Dude, come on. The reason is because they do all the outfielders together. Yep. Now he has to compete against Mookie Betts, who he's having a better year than. Uh, Acuna. Actually, who are the nine outfielders?
1: The nine outfielders are Ronald Acuna Jr. That's fair. Mookie Betts. Not. Nick Castellanos. That's way fair. Jesse Winker. Also deserving. Bryce Harper. Probably not. Juan Soto. Yeah, don't feel like he's played enough games this year. He started out on the DL, on the IO.
0: Yeah, but I think he's still around there, ain't he? I mean, like he's still finish the finish the finish the. uh, So
1: Mike Isstrumsky, Chris Taylor, and Jock Peterson.
0: Boy, I love Jock Peterson. All right, so here's the deal with with Soto. He's playing sixty five games. He's fine. Okay, but he only has eight home runs. He's hitting two seventy four. But his on base is three. uh, Yeah, I mean he's dude, he's still. I mean his on base is three ninety-nine. So he's third in the league behind Winker and Brian Reynolds. Come on. This is all National League outfielders. Brian Reynolds is second and on base. All outfielders. He's third in average behind obviously Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker. Both those guys need to be playing. So it's fair to say that Brian Reynolds is gonna have a hard time starting. When Ronald Acuna has 21 home runs and hitting 282. you know what I mean, right? And if I'm sitting here saying Winker and Castellanos need to be in the game, I, I get it. It's tough. He needs to be in that list, though.
1: He needs to be on the list, and he needs to be in the dugout.
0: So he'll be in the dugout,
1: won't he? Um, I can't imagine him not being in the dugout.
0: Brian Reynolds does have the same amount of doubles as Mookie Betts, but he's out home running and he's out hitting him by a good bit, 21. 248 average for Mookie Betts. This is a popularity contest. Mookie Betts unquestionably. I wouldn't even argue with you. I would say, "Okay, if you said I believe Mookie Betts is the best outfielder in Major League Baseball today, I'd be like, "All right." Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not it's not worth There's arguing. No ar- yeah. Right. Sure, I could I could sit here till I'm blue in the face and say Ronald Acuña, Juan Soto. You know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. just start with just those two. That's I don't care though. Like, sure. Yeah. I'm not going to make an argument against it. Mookie Betts is right there.
1: Mm -hmm. However,
0: he's not having a great, he's not having an all-star season in 2021 right now. No. By the end of it, I bet he does, (laughs) but we don't (laughs) do that in baseball. Right. We do the middle of the year, all-star game They, you know, I guess we have silver sluggers and gold gloves and all those other things too. So they all go on the back of your baseball card too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But either way, I I feel like Reynolds is because they do all outfield, he's going to get the shaft, but ultimately he's gonna make the game. The fans pick the starters, right? Yeah. Everything then there's then there's processes in place to pick everybody else. Brian Reynolds will be there, and so will Frazier. Unquestionably, those two will both be in the All Star game. Yeah. And if they're not, then there's some real problems and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk a lot about it. Yeah, they'll be there. It would be hard pressed to say Castellanos should be in the outfield. Jesse Winker, I think, should probably be in the outfield, and it's probably going to be Ronald Acuna in center field. Yeah, he'll get the votes, so he'll start. I don't think that Wicker, and, uh, Wicker, I don't think Winker and Castellanos get the votes. No, maybe one of them, but they're not both getting them.
1: You'll see Mookie Betts starting.
0: Mookie Betts will be starting. Ronald Acuna will be starting. And Juan Soto will be starting. Yeah. And you'll have the three best outfielders, or two of the three. You know what I mean? Yep. Two of the four best outfielders, or or what? Three of the four best outfielders this season. Just this season. Just with the numbers they've put up this season, Brian Reynolds is not this. <laughs> Brian Reynolds is not on the talent level of the guys that we're talking about. He is Winker and Castellanos. I think he's on that talent level. Oh, absolutely. He's not Mookie Betts. He's not Juan Soto. He's not... Those guys are competing to be the best player in the game, period. Yeah. They're in the conversation with Tatis and, you know what I mean, like those guys. Mm-hmm. Yelich. Yelich isn't even... We're not even talking about him. He's been hurt all year. You know what I mean? Yep. These guys are in that kind of conversation. So... And we're, I mean, we're not even Mike Trout conversation. I know that that's crazy, but they are. I mean, some people are already on the train saying Juan Soto's a better hitter than Mike Trout. So I think you just have to do it longer. Yeah. But dude, we've got two legitimate all stars on our team, and we probably just don't have the fan base to get them in as starters. And nobody else is paying attention. Right. All they want to talk about is the bad things that the Pirates do. Ten straight losses. The Will Craig play. So let's do our best. Let's see if we can get Frazier and Reynolds in. Or, I'm sorry, Frazier. Reynolds is out of our hands now. Yeah. Let's see if we can get Frazier as a starter in the All-Star game. That'd be great. I just think that we've got... It'd be nice to have representation when that game starts. Right. There's been a lot of... the, the the baseball fans like to gravitate towards the things to make fun of the Pirates about. You know what I mean? They just mm. like to do it. We're not that. And we're showing it. Our top three guys are as good as anyone out there. I know we yeah. I know we say it all the time. I don't need to go too far into it. I really believe that. I don't know how long they'll be our top three guys. We don't know how long Frazier's going to be here. <laughs> I right. think they've got to blow them away, though. I really do. Yeah. We've got nobody else knocking on the door to play there right now. Nick Gonzalez just got off the I.L., hit a home run in his first two games back. Nice. There you go. But he's a long ways off. It won't be Frazier than Gonzalez. It'll be somebody else in between. We yeah. already know that. But
1: Might be a short period. But
0: I mean, well, if we keep him for his whole thing, which is also something we shouldn't do. If he doesn't get traded before the All-Star game, and he doesn't get traded after the all-star game before the deadline he's gone this winter he has to be yeah if we're trying to you build a team yeah if we're trying to build a team we have to do it and it stinks but if you don't get enough don't move him just to move him just to say you're trying right keep him around all right this week so we we we've already said we're in the middle of a 20 game I mean, there's a game every day guys <laughs> so we'll be in denver for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Anderson starts Monday. I don't, uh, I didn't really look up after that, um, but we know it's probably going to change a little bit uh, according to what Shelton said with the six guys. Yeah, three in Denver, and coincidentally, only one late night game. Monday, five ten game, uh, and then it's the eight forty on Tuesday, and then Wednesday's a three ten game. So day game, and then, geez Louise, people, it's July. Yeah, And Thursday, July 1st, everybody can buy a ticket. I say everybody because we're not going to sell out. Right. So everybody who wants to go will be able to go.
1: <laughs> All the seats will be available.
0: All the seats will be available. Opening weekend. Wait, is the Big and Rich? Reopening. Big and Rich post-game concert. Reopening, yeah. Reopening weekend. Big and rich, huh? I think they're country, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I know their country I could not tell you anything that they sing Nothing Do you know anything? Well, you probably do
1: Unfortunately I, uh, do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the actual words to the song Because I couldn't care less But <laughs> They're terrible
0: Well, they're Yeah, well, let's not say they're, te- they're country And we Sorry. we're not country fans So if you guys are big and rich fans Prove it Uh, go to the game and tweet us a picture (laughs) of you at the game. If you don't go to that game, you're not a big and rich fan and you're faking it. (laughs) Anyway, Uh. four games against the Brewers and then we'll, uh, we'll be back on here. But four games, there's seven Oh five, seven Oh five midday Saturday, four o'clock game. And then of course the standard one Oh five start on Sunday. So, who knows who's going to be pitching, but dude, July fourth, Brewers in town, and then I know this is—I know this is the following week, but three games against that Braves team in Pittsburgh. So everybody go out and boo Aussie. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, don't do that. But it is a good—it is a good opportunity for you guys to see Ozzie Albies and the guy that Frazier's up against. Hopefully, by then we'll already know that we got the spot ahead of him, and we won't have to boo him. We don't have to boo him anyway. It's not his fault. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, seven, there's a game, game every day. Game every day if you want to tune in. Now's a good time, dude. They're playing really good. Yep. Now's a good time to watch the Buccos. And it's getting to be a good time to be a baseball fan. Like July, I always think is kind of the first real interesting time. You got an idea of who's good. You got an idea who's bad. It's not like, you know, the Royals pretending or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, even like, oh, the Dodgers are struggling. No, they're, they're fine now. They're right in the mix. You know what I mean? Like, things like that. Yeah. Everything's kind of evened out. The good teams are at the top. The the teams that are rebuilding or bad are at the bottom. And those middle ground teams that are trying to figure out what to do are in the middle. <laughs> Except for the Giants. They're still kind of at the top. and We don't know why. But <laughs> I'm going to hang on to that, by the way. I'm going to hang on to that. I'll let them prove me wrong. I got no problem being wrong. Right. Uh, but anyway, good time to pay attention to what's going on around the league if you haven't yet. And and it's excusable if you haven't. Because really the first half of the baseball season, I'm just a Pirates fan, and then I'll start paying attention. Also, last thing. One more thing, okay? I got one thing left. College World Series finals, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Why do we care? Well, we've just spent a half an hour talking about Frazier and Reynolds, a half an hour, however long it was. And Reynolds is a Vanderbilt guy. He went to Vanderbilt. Frazier went to Mississippi State. Why else do we care? Well, Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker pitch for Vanderbilt. And they are possibly the number one overall pick. Them and uh, five other guys. We don't know who it's going to be. Right. Uh, Also... Will Bednar, David Bednar's brother, pitches for Mississippi State. So we actually have, like, a little bit of connection to this game that at least makes it interesting. I mean, I might watch him.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, you're definitely – in. you intention. You always
0: watch it, don't you?
1: Uh, I always intend to watch it. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah. I I, I I don't watch a lot of college baseball throughout the year, but I do like the tournament. It's bucket list item. I really want to go to Omaha. Yeah but yeah yeah i mean i've watched more games this year than i than i have in past years i've actually gone through with my intentions this year
0: so anyway three game it's a three game series it's monday tuesday and if wednesday's n- needed then they'll do wednesday too so maybe check it out monday and see who wins and then maybe tune in the first time tuesday maybe you'll see the winner if not you'll decide whether it's interesting enough to watch the third game
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> max cranick keep an eye on that that was fun if you didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to see it go back and watch that play by key brian hayes it's really ridiculous you're going to see it a bunch we're going to see it for yeah. some years yep i really believe that yep we're going to see it for some years go vote go vote go bucks let's
1: go bucks